You are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. We're back after a short hiatus. Myself, Jesse Finver, I went on a vacation for a little bit, uh, and we are finally, the NFL season is finally upon us. And so we have a very special guest this week to preview not only week one, but just the entire season as a whole. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys at Gotham Sports Network, Brandon Fitzpatrick. How we doing, my man? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on. I'm. Uh, this is. There's very few things I enjoy more than coming on this pod. Uh, this is my like second or third time, and and I have a blast. You you and Connor do a great job here. So thank you so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the kind words. We greatly appreciate it as well. Um, so I wanted to have you on. You're obviously a Jets fan. We are mutually very excited about this season. All of us, all the the Jets guys at Gotham are are very excited about this season. Um, and mainly that's because of our of our main man Le'Veon Bell, uh, but also because you know new coach quarterback in year two Sam Darnold and we love our boy Sammy. Um, but you know there's a lot of things that we're excited about, and I want to get your opinion on what you're most excited about for this season, and we'll start there. Yeah, I think for sure the the biggest thing I'm excited about is just like having a team that's like offensive oriented for once. Like I, I can't remember the last time the jets have had like an offensive head coach. Like I feel like it's been almost like 20 years or something like that. Um, so like, I'm just Richie very Kotite was the last offensive minded head coach. Yeah. Which is insane. Like that, that's, that's wild. Like we, we've suffered through I, I, for most of my adult life. All I've known is the jets hiring defensive coordinators, the hot name defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, Rex Ryan, Mangini back in the day like but I'm I was not a fan of the Adam Gase hire when it first happened I'm pretty sure I, I honestly think one of my first times on this podcast was after that happened and we were all kind of freaking out because right. you know Adam Gase got some pretty crap, crappy reviews from Miami you know like with the players he was kind of like a hard ass with uh you know Jay Jai and Jarvis Landry had terrible things to say about him um but once that man inhaled that smelling salt in, in preseason week one, that that all changed for me. And I'm all in now. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, I'm just I, I I couldn't be more excited for like just to see like the offense, like obviously getting Le'Veon is huge. Like I I love that. Like I just love getting Sam Darnold some weapons while he's on his rookie contract still when you could just spend money, you know, put people around him. I'm really excited for uh, Robbie Anderson to take a step forward. Um, you know, Quinn and Williams looks great. I, there's just like a lot of, for, I haven't felt this, I don't know. I don't know if optimistic is even the right word. I know this good about a Jets team in a while and I, I don't really know why. It, I think it's just because I think Sam is really the one, you know, like I, I talked myself into Sanchez back in the day for sure. You know, there's probably a little bit where I thought Chino Smith might be the guy moving forward. I, I, I'm sure at some point in my head, I, 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 somehow said that the Christian Hackenberg pick would pan out at some point, which was just terrible. Um, but like, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see like Sam take a next step to see like the offense go up a notch to see the jets be an exciting team. You know, like I saw something on Twitter, like, like someone said someone like, cause the jets have a brutal start to the season. They have a tough schedule, which I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on. It's like, Oh, well like jets fans are going to be clamoring for Todd Bowles when they're like one in five. And I'm like, hell no, man. Like, no one is going to be clamoring for Todd Bowles to be kicking a field goal when they're down 21 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Like, 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 like no one, no one wants that anymore. Like, I, I they could go 0-16 this year, and yeah, it would be miserable, but I guarantee you they'd be more exciting than they have been in the past four years. So, like, I, I am just excited for, like, the change in philosophy almost in, in like, adapting to the times and being like, we have a young quarterback – we think he's the guy and we're going to do everything we can to actually give him help for once. We're not going to just say like, Oh, we got this offensive coordinator that we really like, or like, Oh, we, you know, we signed, uh, I Tomlinson for the last two years of his career or something like that. So like, I think just all the steps they've taken pretty much since f firing Mike McCagden have been like, we want to make Sam Darnold as good as possible for these next four years when we're paying him, not elite quarterback money. Yeah. Um, for me, well, first of all, 
shame on you for even considering that Christian Hackenberg was going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> okay. Shame on you. Um, two, I, I agree with everything you just said, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more narrow in my, in my choice. Um, it's Le'Veon Bell for me. The, the New York Jets have never had a player as talented on offense. The closest that anything, well, I'd say the best player the Jets have had in our lifetime is Darrell Rivas. Um, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. But number two is Le'Veon Bell. Um, that's how good he is. Uh, and there's a lot of trepidation amongst Jets fans and national uh, football media uh football fans across america they're they're kind of you know hesitant to think that Le'Veon's going to be the same guy he was two years ago um you don't just forget how to play football you know it's it's like riding a bike this isn't like a guy who just relies on his athleticism this isn't chris johnson if this was chris johnson who relied on that initial burst to break through the hole and get that 80 yard touchdown okay maybe i'd be a little bit worried it's not like Le'Veon's a burner, okay? Le'Veon's fast guy. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's a 4-4 guy. But he relies on his on his mind, on his on his his vision to be able to get where he wants to go. People if if, you, if do, do, do people not remember calling him the most patient running back ever? You know, just waiting, putting his hand on the on this offensive line on this guard's back and just waiting for that hole to open up. And then he just skirts around and goes for 25 yards at a time. This is an absolute game breaker of a player that the Jets acquired this offseason. We've talked about him on this podcast a million times. But, you know, what he said today, or I guess yesterday, because um, this will be posted on Friday uh, or on Thursday, excuse me. Um, he said, to Adam Gase, don't hold me back. You know, uh, he said, I don't care. 50 carries, whatever. G- give me the ball. You know, that, that is what I want to hear yeah. from my all world running back that we just g- gave $13.5 million to per year. All right. Le'Veon Bell is, just go watch his highlights from 2015 to 2017. And that's all, 20, 2014 to 2017. That's all you need to do. He's 27 years old, he's in the prime of his career. Okay, he's going to have around 1,800 all-purpose yards this year. He's going to be ridiculous. He's going to have 80 catches. You know, he's going to catch 80 balls for like 650, 700 yards. He's going to run for 1,200, 1,300 yards. He's going to be everything the Jets need, and that's going to help Sam Darnold. That's going to open up the passing game for Robbie Anderson and Quincy Nunwin, Jamison Crowder, and Chris Herndon, and that's going to keep the defense off the field running the ball. You know, so he changes everything. He changes absolutely everything. You know, people are saying, oh, you know, the Steelers, you know, they didn't really need him. Well, all right, James Conner's a damn good running back, okay? You know, I just took him five overall in my fantasy draft because I believe in that guy because he's dirty. He is amazing, okay? He was really good at Pitt. Yeah, he's know? nice. He's, a, he's one tough motherfucker, all right? He beat cancer, and he can do it all. There's a reason why there wasn't that much drop off when Le'Veon left because James Conner's great, you know, and also the Steelers are really good. Well, the Jets have a really good offensive line also now, you know, they just made some significant upgrades this offseason to the offensive line, getting Ryan Khalil and collect Assembly, you know, and Sam Darnold is going to take a big step this year. I don't think that's like me, like kind of postulating and guessing. I think that it's pretty apparent what we saw in the preseason that this kid is the real deal. And at the end of last season, Sam Darnold's going to be the real deal. And the wide receiver core has gotten much better since last year. I think that this offense takes a big step forward. And the main reason is because of our boy, Fitz, Le'Veon Bell. So we've let's, let's move go. on. Yeah. The, you, the one thing, one thing, one thing you said, I want to touch on real quick. You, yeah. you, you mentioned like the last couple of years, like pe- people like all of a sudden think that like the guys forgot how to play football, like. For some reason, this always sticks in my mind is that uh, when Le'Veon was first going on, like his tear, basically, um, first few years, like the 15, 16, 17 seasons was around the same time, like Steph Curry came up through the NBA. People used to like compare Steph Curry to Le'Veon Bell, be like these two are legitimately changing their sports and like the way they're played at their respective positions. Like 
no one runs the ball like Le'Veon Bell, like you mm-hmm. said, with the hand on the back of the offensive lineman. You know, no one does that stuff. Like, he, the man didn't forget how to play football, like you said. He could still do it all. He's a great pass blocker. You, every, for people who watch Hard Knocks, they saw Gruden pointed out, like, he's a he's a badass, man. Like, like, a guy can play. He doesn't, he's not a diva. Like, and I think he gets unfairly lumped into, like, Antonio Brown status because he sat out for the year. But at the same time, like, Le'Veon Bell, everything he's done. And he done made, like, a couple of the, music videos, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, everything he's said since he's been on the Jets, like, since minicamp, basically, is like, man, I don't care how much I touch the ball. I don't care what happens. All I want to do is win. Like, that's all I want to do. I want to help this team win. And and I can't wait, man. And, like, one last thing is is on Sam is, is I'm so happy that Baker Mayfield and the Browns keep running their mouth because I think it just – it's overshadowed like that. You know, Sam Darnold, like Sam Darnold, I feel like is the least talked about of those rookie quarterbacks from last year. Like you got Baker, it's the most hype because he's always talking. Lamar Jackson's very unique, and people think he's going to take like a massive step forward. Uh, Rosen's been traded already, and like he's always up and down with the Dolphins. You know, so like he's talked about all the time. Josh Allen's like the biggest bro there is, so he's always is on part of my take and everything. So like he's always in the public eye. And you know what? Sam Darnold just wants to play football. Damn straight. And and people, I think, are going to be stunned with how much of a step he takes this year. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I can add anything to that. I mean, and let's just face it. The Jets got a really good quarterback. And, I mean, he's the best quarterback they've had since probably Kenny O'Brien. Um, and that was yep. a long time ago. That was also a draft where they probably should have Way had, before us. Yeah, and they probably should have had Dan Marino. But that's neither here nor there. Um a lot of teams probably should have had Dan Marino. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about what we're uh, most worried about. And I'm going to start, and it's cut and dry. It's the secondary. Um, this is this is bad. This is a bad secondary, at least the cornerback-wise, because we have an all-world safety in Jamal Adams, and Marcus May is finally healthy, and he's very good when he's healthy. Uh, but the cornerbacks... <laughs> um, I can just walk you through the depth chart right now because um, outside of Tremaine Johnson, it's so bad. It's not great, Bob. It's so, <laughs> um, so it's, it's uh, we got Daryl Roberts as the left corner, um, which shouldn't left corner be the number one or is it right corner? That's what I would think. Right. Yeah. So, right. I mean, he has him as left corner on ESPN. Sarah Roberts, Tremaine Johnson, Brian yeah. Poole, Arthur Mollett, Nate Harrison, Blessian Austin, who's out right now with an O next to his name. So I don't know what's going on. And they have Marco Myers as the fourth string, and he has he's on the IR. So I don't I don't really I think they're only carrying five cornerbacks right now, um, which is just super suspect because this is the worst part of the entire team. Um I mean, what let me ask you that what's the ceiling for this? secondary because obviously Jamal Adams and Marcus May are going to clean up a lot of mistakes. Um, but I mean, like I've seen I, I, Greg Williams does this thing where he plays like a single high safety, like 30 yards <laughs> off the ball, 25 yards off. The yeah. Ball. Like just way <laughs> out there. And I have some friends who are Browns fans and they're like, yeah, good luck with that. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, sells all the out Jabril for the run Peppers, game. The Jabril Peppers pictures. Right. Yeah. Just like Jabril's like on planet Mars, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> Craig Williams is historically like a good defensive coordinator, but I mean, he does, the, he's the Rex Ryan type where like they love to play cover zero and just blitz the hell out of the other team. And the Jets just don't really have that personnel. However, they have to blitz because they don't have that pass rusher unless Quinn and Williams just becomes a superstar in his, in his rookie year, which, you know, that could happen, but I mean, it probably won't happen. Um, Leonard Williams is what it, what he is. Henry Anderson is a solid player and Jordan Jenkins and, and who's the other outside linebacker they have? Uh, uh, Terrell Basham. Langy or Luvu, I guess. Uh, yeah, Copeland, it's isn't, not great. Isn't Copeland's suspended right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yep. the defense – all right, the front seven is going to be good. We know that. And you're not going to run the ball on this team. Um, but don't, teams don't really run the ball anymore. So, 
what is your take? I mean, obviously secondary is your biggest concern as well. So what, what's, uh, what's your take on this? Yeah, it's, it's not great. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's really not good. And, and I've been saying this, I've been saying this to you, like in our, in our like gambling chats, probably for, for like four months now that people should just bet the over in every Jets game this year, because they're going to give up, they're going to give up chunk plays and they're going to get a lot of pass interferences on them. And it's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly at some points. Like Tremaine Johnson didn't have a great year last year for the amount of money they paid him. And if he, even if he is, I'm just really dreading, I'm dreading week two against Odell. Um, That that's not going to be fun. A revenge game just because he thinks, he thinks the Giants are really playing, even though it's. I mean, it's, it's he has to go Jets against because it's in the Meadowlands. This year, he has to go against Odell. Um, <clears throat> he has to go against Odell, Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper, um, uh, Josh Gordon again, and then <clears throat> and then AJ Green if he's healthy, and then Juju Smith Schuster. Um, Juju. Yeah, so he he's got some studs he has to go against this year. Um, you know, luckily, I mean, the Steelers like to run the ball. The Ravens like to run the ball. The Patriots like to run the ball. The Jaguars definitely like to run the ball. The Cowboys obviously like to run the ball. The Eagles run the ball. And the Browns run the ball. So, I mean, all those teams, they still like to run the ball. And the Jets, that's their strength on defense. So, I mean, it's it's the, 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 like we said before, you know, bet the over a lot because this team is going to be in shootouts a whole lot. Uh, I can see this team going anywhere from like 6-10 and 10 to 9-7. and seven. Um, but we'll get to the, we'll make those predictions in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, like you said, bet the over the, the week one over is 40 points right now, which is, is absolutely baffling to me. Yeah. I mean, like I understand like people think the bills offense is I mean, the bills defense is really good. Um, and it is, you know, um, but these teams like that's low, that's really low. Um, but what do I know? I mean, I went down like, 12 units last week. So who, I mean, <laughs> I mean, who, what am I, who am I to say that I know anything about gambling? Um, all right, let's, uh, yeah, let's sure. move on. I'm going to lose tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, sleeper picks. Um, is there anybody that you're really excited about on this team that no one's really talking about? Uh, yeah, my, my guy is Quincy and Uh, I'm just, I'm just a big Quincy and fan. Quincy. Um, I think you could honestly, yeah, I I love I love Quincy. He's he's awesome. Um, you can, honestly you could put Crowder in this kind of tier too. I I think one of those two receivers is gonna ha- have like a like a in terms of like a fantasy football season, like a very productive season where you're like, oh, like I did not see this guy being like a top thirty at his position or something like that because you know that. Again, it just goes back to like I don't think people really expect the Jets' offense to like take a leap, but we do obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone else is going to have to catch the ball besides um, Robbie Anderson and Le'Veon, you know. And if he wasn't suspended the first game, four games, it would have been Chris Herndon for me, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt, because I loved what I saw from him down the stretch last year, and I loved what I saw from him in preseason. Like I, I was thinking about this when I was driving home, like getting ready for this podcast. I was thinking like pretty much outside of Le'Veon and Crowder and, and honestly Crowder's already shown he kind of has a chemistry with Sam like Quincy Robbie like Herndon they've all shown like pretty good rapport with Darnold um you know down the stretch last year Robbie Anderson was terrific with Sam uh, he started targeting him more and he had some big games Herndon had some great games for a rookie tight end because usually rookie tight ends struggle and Quincy in the beginning of the season was Sam's number one target um so like uh, those guys have good rapport, and I, I think Quincy Inunua, obviously the biggest thing with him is just health because the guy just can't stay on the field. Right. Um, but if he can stay on the field, I, I feel like he's going to have a better year than people expect. Um, you know, Crowder gets a lot of the hype as the slot guy. They obviously moved Quincy to the outside this year to accommodate that because Crowder's there. Um, and Robbie Anderson's the the burner and, you know, the deep threat and the big play guy. But um, – I just I just see them running a lot of eleven personnel this year. So like there's gonna be three receivers on the field a ton. So like I, I think I, I saw something in uh I forgot what site it was. It might have been like Sharp Football or, or Pro Football Focus that like the Jets ran the most um eleven personnel in the preseason. Um so like that's obviously for those that's people. That's Gase's MO. Exactly, exactly. And for people that don't know that that's like what Sean McVay runs all the time with the Rams. So like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. 
Brandon Cooks, those guys, those are their their three receivers, and they're on the field like 95% of the snaps. So um, those three receivers, I think, uh, you know, outside of Robbie A, I think Anunwa or Crowder can have a really big year if, if all goes according to plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go other side of the ball. Um, my guy is Blake Cashman. Um, oh, okay. Minnesota guy. Um, so Big Ten, Big Ten strong. Um, all I've been hearing out of training camp, uh, tweets, you know, whatever, um, like radio shows, interviews, people are just raving about this kid, um, saying that he's one of the fastest players on the defense. Um, he's going stride for stride with, with Le'Veon and, and Chris Herndon in, in, in pass coverage in Ty Montgomery. Um, you know, losing Avery Williamson is just a humongous loss. Um, Avery is a really good middle linebacker and obviously, um, he'd be their second middle linebacker cause they have CJ Mosley now, but you know, the other guy, the other middle linebacker they have is Neville Hewitt out of Marshall. And this is his fifth season. Um, he would's fine, you know, um, he'll give you good. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to really like show out though. Um, you know, I, I just really like Blake Cashman, um, I think that he is going to be one of those guys that really steps up this year. He's a little bit smaller than Hewitt. Um, but when, when it comes to linebacker, you know, it's not necessarily about size, size, size as much as it is about leverage. Um, and there's no Gronk to deal with this year, which is huge. Um, so, you know, I mean, I mean Jamal Adams will be, do, will be, would be, would be doing that anyway. Um, and the, the, I think the biggest tight end left in the division is uh, Mike Jacecki. Uh, my boy, Mike Jacecki from Penn State. Uh, I knew that was coming. My boy, I love that guy. Um, who is like six seven or six six, and he's humongous, and he should probably have a big year this year, to be honest. Um, if he's anything, if he's worth his salt, um, you know. But and he is. But this isn't a Dolphins podcast. This is a Jets podcast. So Blake Cashman. It's got not a, a Penn State podcast. Relax. No. <laughs> Blake Cashman, dude's got a killer haircut in his little profile picture here I'm looking at, and he's got a killer uh, game, and he's going to be my sleeper pick this year to really show out and be a, a big part of this defense. All right, so we got our sleepers. Um, now it is time. We, we got our what we're most excited for, what we're most worried for. I think we're on the same page for pretty much all of those things. What's going to be interesting is to find out if we're on the same page for this part, and that is picking each game of the season. Um, so I mentioned they could go anywhere from six and ten to nine and seven. Um, I officially took their over on the season. Um, I don't know where they're going to get those wins, but they're going to get those wins. And the over under is at seven and a half. Um, I have over eight wins on the season with my friend for. Um, a big bet that we do every year, pretty much between the Jets and the Giants. Um, for you, we'll start with you. I want to get, we'll, we'll go week one. Uh, we'll preview week one because that's what's coming up this weekend. And then we'll go throughout the rest of the season. Um, and we'll, we'll pick each game and give a quick little thing about what we think is going to happen. Um, so, Bills. All right. We got Rich Gannon and Kevin Harlan on the call. For me, it's noon. For the rest of you probably listening on the East Coast, it is at 1 p.m. Uh, on CBS. Oh, God. And, yeah. Just, I can't wait. Just, just drink I can't it in. wait for just, 1 p.m. on just Sunday. Just drink it oh, in, baby. God. Yeah, baby. We're back. We're back. Um, all right, so Bills. This is a huge, huge week one game because a lot of, play, a lot of experts, and I, I'm including myself in that, even though I don't consider myself an expert expert, I consider myself an expert on the Jets. Um, you got a blue check mark. You're an I got a blue now. check mark. I'm an expert. Um, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at JFinversports12. What up? Um, all right. A lot of people are thinking the Jets and the Bills are going to be fighting for a wild card spot this year. Um, a lot of people say that either one of these teams is going to go nine and seven, and the other is going to go eight and eight, or vice versa. Um, I mean, obviously, I have the Jets at nine as the nine and seven team because personally, I'm going to put it right out there right now. I think the jets win this game. Um, I, the, the bills, the, the biggest uh, weakness of the jets is the secondary and the bills 
have John Brown as their wide receiver one with, I think, Zay Jones out there also. Um, you know, they're a, uh, they're a scrappy team. Um, they have a really good defense. The spread on this is minus three. We will not be picking spreads because I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, but I think that, and the over-under is 41 now, according to... Uh, oh, we moved es- it. According, moved to, it. according to Espen. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Jets in this game. I think that the offense, I think Le'Veon shows out. Um, I think this will be, I mean, f- 41 kind of does make sense because um, the Bills' strength is their defense, their secondary, and the Jets' strength is their offense right now. Um, but the Jets are at home. They're really excited about this new team, new offense. Um, they really impressed with their first team offense in preseason. I'm expecting a first drive touchdown. Um, and from there, it's just takes, takes off. And, or if I want to be really corny, takes flight. Um, and you know, (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd like that one. Uh, and the jets get a, uh, get a win. Um, and enter week two, one and oh, what about you? Yeah, I think they, I think they get a win against the bills, uh, this week. I think, I think that over is just such a lock to me because uh, you mentioned that John Brown is the Bills' number one receiver. He is drawing at least – I would set the over-under for how many pass interference penalties he draws at one and a half. Hammer yeah. the over there. He's absolutely he's absolutely going to get at least one in the end zone. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, but, yeah, I just like – the Bills' defense is very good. And I, I am just not sold on Josh Allen. Like, I, I think he's going to end up as one of those quarterbacks who's like a very good fantasy quarterback, but he's just not a good NFL quarterback. Oh, you know, kind of like a there. Kirk Cousins type. No, I'm not even um, there with you. I'm, I, I think that you're not I'm, even at fantasy yet. I think that he stinks on ice. I think that he is not a good quarterback. Yeah, well, I, I, actually, I agree. He can't throw. He can't throw the ball. Like, that's a problem. He can run. He's right. a great running back. He runs like, like a gazelle. Everyone, yeah, and everyone's like talking him up as like a, this great quarterback. Show me the evidence where he's a good passer. He's not. He hasn't done it yet. And until I see he's that, never been. Yeah, until I see that, he wasn't in college. He was like a fifty-four percent, fifty-five percent passer in college. Like until I see it, I just, I, I don't think that he's the guy. Um, he'll probably stick around for a second contract there. Um, just because he does other things well, um, and because they spent a four, fourth or fifth overall pick on the guy, um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't get the hype, I don't get it at all. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. Like I don't I don't see it with Josh Allen either. I I just don't get it. Uh, um, but yeah, I think the Jets win this game. Um, I think the over definitely hits. I think the Jets win this. Like you said, I think the offense kind of shows out. I think the Jets are going to end up being like that that team after week one where you're like a lot of people like nationally are like, oh, shit, like the Jets actually did get better. You know, like maybe Adam Gase was just kind of dealt a bad roster in Miami and he really kind of is like a very good offensive coach. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Le'Veon has one of those games where he's just like, oh, guys, yeah, remember me? My, everyone likes to talk about, you know, Zeke and – Saquon and Kamara and McCaffrey, but you know, I'm Le'Veon Bell. Like I'm, I'm the dual threat running back. Right. Um, so yeah, I think the Jets take this one. I think the Jets take this one against the Bills. And I think that if they want to win this game, your boy, our boy, Quincy Anunua needs to have a big game, you know, uh, him or Jamison Crowder. Cause Tredavious White is one of the premier cornerbacks in the NFL. He's going to be, he's going to be covering he's going to be blanketing Robbie Anderson all game and I think Robbie I mean Robbie's a burner I and mean, he could break one deep um very few people are as fast as he is in the NFL um but they need they need the the wide receiver two and three uh Ty Montgomery they need their their secondary guys to really step up on offense um because Le'Veon's going to get his you know it's just a matter of uh low-key Low-key, don't sleep on Ty Montgomery this year. That's some uh, that's some inside information for you. Don't sleep on Ty Montgomery this year. From 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 stuff I've I've heard around the uh, the old the old four World Trade Center building where I'm working these days. Don't sleep on Ty Montgomery. Yeah, for all you don't know, Fitz uh, Fitz works for SNY. 
Um, he gets his New York sports there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he, uh, he knows things, you know? Uh, so don't, don't doubt, don't doubt my boy fits. All right. Um, all right. So yeah, exactly. We have the jets at one and oh going into, uh, and we're going to do this. We're going to go rapid fire here. Um, coming up. So week two, this is a huge game. This is an absolutely massive game. Um, it's going to be Monday night football, uh, jets, Browns jets are home. You got Baker Mayfield coming into town. Jets lost to the Browns last year. This is a game that they, they could have won. Um, but they didn't, uh, they blew it last year, but the Browns are better than they were last year, but so are the jets. Okay. You know, they added Odell. We added Le'Veon. Um, I, I think I'm going to go out on the limb. A lot of people are going to pick against the Jets in this game, and I'm not going to do that. Um, although Match Predictor has the Jets winning 56.9% to 42.7%, uh, with a tie at 0.3%. Really? All, the, all, the, all those who don't want to do the math. But yeah, the Match Predictor has the Jets winning this game. Um, I'm I'm going to pick the Jets. So I guess I'm not going out on a limb. Um, I think the Jets start the season 2-0 um, before they head to New England. Um and that's where they have the ridiculous four game stretch. Um, but yeah, I think that yeah, they it's go just hell. They, it's literally hell. Monday night, they're going to be wearing the all black, I think, um, which is just going to be watching Jamal enter the, the stadium in all black on Monday night. Uh-huh. It's going to be uh, a, an ex. It's going to be an experience, to say the least. It's going to be erotic. It's going yes. to be erotic. Yes, it'll, it'll, it is going to be an erotic experience for us Jets fans. Um, <laughs> Fitz, are you as bold as I am? Are you picking the Browns? Or are you picking the Jets? Oh, I'm 1,000% picking the Jets here. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Um, oh, wow. I, the Browns, to me, I'm, 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 ha- yeah, I'm hammering the under on the Browns this year. Hammering it. Wow. Going against the grain. Is there a specific reason why? Yeah, yeah, it's it's Freddie Kitchens. It's it's literally like what has Freddie Kitchens done to prove that he's a great coach, you know? There's so many personalities on that team. They have so much talent, but like they have so many personalities and I feel like if they just get off to like a a, a one in two or like a one in three start, things are just gonna crumble there, you know, and like they have so many mouths to feed on the offense. They have Nick Chubb and Joku, Jarvis Landry, OBJ. Kareem Hunt's eventually getting back there. I mean, I I just don't I don't I, I'm I'm a big contrarian against big hype teams. I've done this in baseball forever. Whoever like the team that makes the splashy moves in the offseason, you always just go against them. And I I'm carrying that over to football this year and going against the Browns. I I I'm with you for the most part. I think they're gonna no actually I'm I'm with you for some of those things. Um, but what I'm not with you, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be a non-factor this year because Nick Chubb is a stud. Um, he is a stud. He's yeah, very good. He's really, really good. I think I, I, I am I'm buying on on uh, Baker Mayfield with Odell and Jarvis Landry. Um, I, I think that they're going to be a very good offensive team. Um, but yeah, Freddie Kitchens. It's all about what he does late in games. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you remember. Baker Mayfield called him an idiot last year in Hard Knocks. So, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm not, I'm not like like you. I'm not sold on him either. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with too many of those things. Um, I'm really high on David Njoku this year and Odell because Odell, Odell's like the most. I mean, I think is he the most polarizing besides besides. Uh, I mean, I guess Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL, but besides Kaepernick, is he the most polarizing AB player? maybe? Yeah, I guess AB right now, but like over the past like four or five years, it's been Odell, uh, wide receiver wise, the most polarizing. Yeah, he's figure. he's he's such a great talent. He's all he's like so much fun to watch, but he's you know it it does like he does kind of seem like a petty ex girlfriend at this point. You know, like he can't keep the Giants out of his mouth. Like he's talking about him every other week. It seems like, uh, you know, I, I know like our, our, our boss Ethan has like gone to 
war many times for Odell Beckham. He's the leader. But, you he's know, the, what, 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 he's the supreme leader of the Odell Defense Brigade, right? Yeah, R.I.P. It's no, it's no more. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say I feel bad. I really don't. <laughs> I hate the Giants. Me neither. So much. Absolutely not. I, I so much, dude. So much. I hate them and their fan base. So I have. I so like you mentioned that you have a bet with your Giants fans friends about the Jets. I have the same exact one. Same exact one. Yeah. I, I I took. He, he 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 gave me six and a half, my friend. He said he said he would give me lower than the Vegas line. Oh Lord. I'm like, okay, you're just a fucking idiot. So God God bless you. That is you are a lucky man. Um all right. So yeah, right? yeah so all right, so week three. So we have the Jets going two and oh into Gillette for a noon game on CBS, and I have them losing that game. Um you're not going into Gillette and and beating the goat um it's just i mean that i that, that's just you're i'm just chalking it up as an l that's just kind of what it is there's no the only rhyme or reason it is it's just because it's the pats and we're the jets and it's on the road and we haven't won in gillette since 2012 in the playoffs or what maybe it was 2012 i think was it 2012 no 2011 2011 yeah 2011 um yeah yeah it was 2011 I, it was it was a long time ago. It was like six to eight years ago that it happened. I'm not bothering looking up the exact game, but it was the San Antonio Holmes, you know, uh, catching the corner when Sean oh. Green uh, going rocking the baby to sleep, going to sleep, in, to the, sleep. in the end zone. Um, although the Jets did beat the Patriots in a big game under Todd Bowles in 2015, I think. In week yeah, I was in the Meadowlands. That was at Meadowlands. Yeah, that was week at Meadowlands. 16 before. They lost to the Bills in Week Seventeen. The Bills, yeah. Um, but that's a very yep, different. The, the last, the last dose of Fitzmagic. That was the very. That was a very different team. Um, this is a, it's a like. I don't know if there's anybody left over from that team besides Leonard Williams. Um, Quincy Noon was the only other one. Quincy, yeah. So, um, which is really sad. Three year, four years ago, and there's not a single player, <laughs> like just two. Um, Insane. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, all right, so we both have. I mean, I'm assuming you have the Patriots beating the Jets in this one. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I'll say with the Pats is just that um, it's they they do always have that one game like within the first month or two of the year where they just look like absolute dog shit. I'm not saying it's going to be against the Jets, obviously, but I'm just saying it's going to happen at one point. We're all going to get our jokes off on Twitter about them, and then they're probably going to be playing in the AFC Championship game again. So. Just be warned, everyone. Yeah, I mean, the, the regular season doesn't start for the Patriots until January. So um, that's kind of yeah. how it works. Um, all right, so week four, um, Eagles at Lincoln Financial. Um, week five, right? They have the bye week four? Yeah, week five. You're right. They have a bye week four. Correct. Thank you. Um, um, so... I think they lose this game. Um, even though you're coming off a bye, I mean, it would be awesome if they won a game in in Pennsylvania, which I don't think they've done ever. Um, I don't think they've beaten the Steelers or the Eagles ever in the regular season. Um, and somebody can fact check me on that, but let me know the last time that that happened because I couldn't tell you. Um and it certainly hasn't happened in the playoffs. The Steelers um, have our number. They've, and I don't. I don't even want to get into that. Um, that's just too. That's just too painful. Anyway, uh, tough one. Yeah. yeah, it's a noon game, October sixth. Uh, this is th- this is one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, this is a really good measuring stick game. Because, um, like, say the Jets do go. Say the Jets play the Patriots really tough. They they lose a heartbreaker, um, you know. And this is assuming that they. Like, I mean, we're we're assuming that so far they're two and one, right? Uh, even if you lose this game to the Eagles, um, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them losing to the Eagles, the Cowboys, hell, even the Patriots. If they start two and four, um, I mean that would be that would suck kind of, but. They also have the easiest schedule in the NFL, um, and that's in the back half of the season where they can make a huge run. So, let's we're talking about the Eagles first, though. I mean, 
this is a defense that's built to beat the Jets. Uh, a really good secondary, and their front seven is ridiculous. Um, and it all starts with Fletcher Cox up there. So I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this one. Um, what do you What do you think about that? Yeah, I absolutely. Take the uh, I would say the Eagles win that one too. I, I I'm a big believer in the Eagles this year. I, I Carson Wentz stays healthy. I I think they I think they win the Super Bowl. To be completely honest. Yeah. Um, they're one of my teams. I mean, I, I have them in the NFC championship game and we're going to be releasing our picks, uh, probably this week. I'm sure Claudia will get on that, um, soon. Although we haven't done we'll that. Get that at like 4am tonight. Yeah. Right. We haven't done that yet. We got to, we got to get that done. All right. So we have the, we both have the jets at two and two. Um, then they get the Cowboys at home. Uh, it's a three twenty five game for me, a four twenty five for the rest of the, for the East coast, uh, for the East coast. Um, America's game of the week, probably, uh, it'll be a Fox, it's actually so, it's yeah. a CBS game. So it'll probably be a, a Jim Nance, Tony Romo game. Um, I'm really excited about this game. I can't wait to watch Le'Veon go up against Zeke. Um, these teams are beat built to beat each other. Um, they both run the ball really well. They both play really good upfront defense front, front seven, um, I'd say that Byron Maxwell is significantly better than Tremaine Johnson. So they have the advantage at secondary, but I think the jets have the advantage at quarterback. Um, and I think the jets offense is, is going to be better than the Cowboys this year. And I have a Cowboys fan friend that would, my multiple friends would laugh in my face at that statement. Um, but I just, I think that, and this is a sin for me to say this in Mississippi, but I think Dak Prescott is hot garbage. Um, and even though he's beloved where I live, uh, that doesn't change my opinion on him. He is not a good quarterback. He is bottom bottom tier, bottom third of the league quarterback. He's going to be overpaid by the Cowboys. Um, he's won because he's been able to hand the ball off to Zeke, uh, and he gets really easy. He's he, he reminds me a lot of Mark Sanchez. Um, not in like yeah, their honestly, that's in, a great in, comparison. But like, but like, it's more not even like in their in their play style as much because Dak is more mobile. But more so in the fact that the the, the style that the team was built, um, you know, Mark Sanchez was able to hand the ball off to uh, Ladainian Tomlinson, Thomas Jones, Sean Green, you know, really really good running backs built behind an absolutely outstanding offensive line. That offensive line they had the years that they went to the AFC Championships was Brickshaw Ferguson, Alan Fanica, so uh, Nick Mangold, Brandon Moore, and uh, uh, Damian Woody. That's those are five so good five studs. Um, so I mean, listen, a lot of people are going to get on me for this, but I think they beat the Cowboys. Um, I think they beat them. They'll go three and two as they head into Monday Night Football against the New England Patriots on October 21st. Fitz, are you with me? I am with you. They beat the Cowboys. I think they. I think they split. I don't know which ones. I think they'll lose to the Eagles, obviously, because that's what we both just said. But I think they definitely split those first two NFC East games they have. Um, I think either they catch, they catch like the Eagles, like I don't know, like sleeping or something. I feel like the Eagles probably have like a bigger game in Week Four, or they just catch the Cowboys traveling to the East Coast for a four twenty five game. Um, I'm with you on Dak Prescott. I think he's trash. I think he's Alex Smith with bigger media spotlight, basically. Like, I, I don't, I don't, actually, that's disrespectful to Alex Smith, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I think they beat the Cowboys. Uh, the, I think they're, they're three and three there. The Eagles in week four have a Thursday. Oh, they're, they're on a, they, they get a lot of rest. Wow, they get ten days off, so they basically oh, they have a buy. Ten day rest. Yeah, they come. They're they're going to be going to the Packers for a Thursday night game, and then they get ten days off. So yeah, I mean, I think we were correct in saying that the Jets are going to lose to the Eagles um, in Week Five. But yeah, I think yeah, that that seems like a lock almost. Yeah. All right. So we have them at three and two. They beat the Cowboys, and then they get the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Um, my heart really wants me to pick the Jets. But my head knows that in primetime games, the Jets fold to the Patriots. My question to you is, is Sam Darnold good enough to break the same old Jets curse? 
and win a home uh, yeah. a home game against the Patriots in prime time. I think he absolutely is, but I don't think I don't think it'll happen that game. I think that's one of the ones where they play it a lot closer than people think they will, and it kind of like makes people take a little bit of notice. Like, all right, maybe something's happening with the Jets here, you know? Like, you know, maybe they get down early, like twenty-one to like six at halftime, and they come back. Maybe they like take the twenty-four twenty-one lead, and then. Like I've seen literally, I feel like 40 times a year for the past 20 years of my life, Tom Brady just marches right down the field on a fourth quarter game winning drive and just takes my heart and stomps on it right in front of my face. Um, that seems like the type of game I feel like will happen. So a matchup predictor has the Patriots with a 57% chance to win and a 42.6% chance for the Jets to win, uh, which is better than I would think. Um, listen, Tom Brady's 42. He's got a tail off at some point man has to right right yeah tom brady has to tail off at some point uh, right uh, uh, right yeah no i'm just gonna keep telling yes. myself that maybe please one please. of these days please. one of these years please, please for the love of god can you please <laughs> please um all right so it's i have the jets hate it, dude we have the jets so at much. three and three and they enter uh they go on the road for two weeks um they take on the jet. They go to Florida, um, and they take on the Jaguars, and then they take on the Dolphins. Um, I think they win both of these games. Um, I think that the I, Jaguar- I think the Jaguars are not going to be that good this year. I think Nick Foles is a product of Doug Peterson um, and how good the Eagles' roster was. Um, but good for him for getting the bag. Uh, and then the Dolphins are going to be the worst yeah, team in the absolutely. NFL. So I have the Jets at five and three after one, two, three, well, that's nine weeks, right? Because they had the bye already. My math yep. is correct. I am not good at math, but I'm good enough to do that. Um, what do you have? Are you have them beating the Jaguars and Dolphins? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think they I think they massacre the Dolphins that game. Little little Adam Gase revenge game too. I think they absolutely massacre them. Yeah, I think it's gonna be bad. Um all right. And I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if that's Josh Rosen's first game with, with the Dolphins. That's his first start. I bet you that's around the time he's going to end up starting his first game with them. Yeah, that would be concerning um, for me, at least, because um, <laughs> that just re- like smells like uh, Josh Rosen comes in and just absolutely like figures it out. Like he like the chip on his on his shoulder. You know, he's, he's part of the tribe. He's a fellow Jew. And I just know that he's going to spite me, <laughs> you know, he's just going to spite me and that's just going to be my luck. Um, but yeah, they're going to beat the dolphins. Uh, they'll be five and three, hopefully. Um, but these are our picks. This is what we're sticking to. All right. This is, this is what we're sticking to Rob on the season. All right. all right. Confidence, confidence. We are five and three heading back home to the Meadowlands take on the New York Giants. And I think the Jets eviscerate the Giants. I think it is a bloodbath. Like 38 to like to like 15. Like not like like a like a really like just destroy them. And this is more of my heart than my head. Um because for all I know Daniel Jones is in and he throws 98% completion percentage like he did in the preseason. Um, but who knows, uh, on Daniel Jones, I mean, there was, he was going against second and third teamers the entire preseason. So I'm still not buying it on him, but what I do know is that the jets are going to destroy the giants. They're going to go to six and three, and they're going to go on a huge run, um, over the next, what is it? One, two, three, four weeks. Um, where do you, I mean, where are you on the giants? So, so. I think they mur- murder the Giants too, and I may- that's mainly again, like you just said, my heart is telling me that because I've all- I've been talking so much shit about Giants for the past I-, I don't know six months or so to my friends, to our colleagues at Gotham who are Giants fans, to everyone on Twitter who's a Giants fan. I've been I've been mocking them relentlessly. Um, so yeah, I need I. I don't know. I need that. I need. I need the Jets to win that game more than anything. I think I've needed in my entire life from a sports team. Honestly, and I, think, I think that the Giants fans 
and for Gotham, at least Ethan will be rooting for the Jets in that game. Um, oh yeah, because he wants he wants to be right about the Darnold stuff about about Gettleman picking Saquon. I feel like at two. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, I mean, he can talk about that himself. Uh, in in ten weeks, when the Jets are about to take on the Giants, when they, he previews that game, uh, he will say that he'll probably mention, "Yeah, I'm rooting for the uh, I'm rooting for the Jets this week because I want to be right." Um, and he he said it in our he said it in our group chats multiple times. He he hopes to God that the Jets are good this year, um, and that Darnold's amazing. Um, anyway, all right, six and three, heading into the Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins. All four of those games should be wins. Which means that they would be ten and three, heading in to week fifteen Thursday night at the Ravens. Your thoughts, Brandon Fitzpatrick? They're to us. They are ten and three. We also had them at nine and seven, but somehow we're at ten and three already. So, like, are we having them? So I'm we, actually going to pick it here. Are they losing all three of these games to the Bills, Steelers, and Ravens? So I'm going to say they're nine and four going. In. There's no way they're going thirteen and th- no, nine continue. and four going into that game against the Ravens. I say they're nine and four going into that game against the Ravens. I think if they eviscerate the Giants in Week Ten, they have the classic letdown game against the Redskins in Week Eleven, and they lose that game. Uh, that's just like the personal opinion of mine. Where where one of these games is going to be like they absolutely massacre someone the week before, and they just come out flat as hell the next week and the Redskins seem like that type of team. The Redskins low key, their defense is going to be a lot better than people think. Um, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins will be paying playing by then or if Case Keenan will still be the starter, but I think they lose after they beat the Giants. I think they beat the Raiders. I be- think they beat the Bengals and the Dolphins. So they're nine and four going into that week 15 game. Nine and four. Is that check? Does that check out? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that does. Okay, nine and four going into that week fifteen game. I think they lose to the Ravens because, like Loki, I love the Ravens this year. I think they win that division. Um, I'm very bullish on just their their overall team. I think Harbaugh is a great coach. Their defense is fantastic. Ingram's kind of like a good pickup for them because they're just going to run the shit out of the ball. I will say that the Jets are built to beat the Ravens because they don't throw yes. the ball. And the Jets are built to stop the run. And they're mid, the the middle the middle of the Jets defense is their strong point. Right. And I like all right. I'm not picking the Jets to go 13 and three. I think that they'll. I think I'm going to pick them to lose to the Ravens and the Steelers, and they'll go 11 and five in my prediction. But a lot of people are picking the Jets to go nine and seven, eight and eight, based on them losing to the Patriots, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Patriots four games straight, even the Browns. Like people have them starting one and five, and then and then knocking all and then r- rattling off Jaguars, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, and they win all those games. And they're they need to win two of three of the last three games to go nine and seven, right? But I think that they do beat yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. I think that they can beat the Patriots one of those games. They will beat the Patriots one of those games. Eventually, the Patriots need to. I have a friend who's a huge Patriots fan who thinks that this is the year that they finally suck, and he's the biggest Patriots fan I know. So I'm really hoping that he's right, you know. But those first two weeks, I mean, um, that, that's skeptical to me. That's a re- that's a reverse jinx right there. That's, no, don't but he, fall for but, it. But he he don't wants fall to, for that at all. He wants to he wants to suck this year and suck next year and get Trevor Lawrence. That's his goal. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> So, so oh, all right, so I'm horrifying. picking them to lose. I'm picking them to lose to the Ravens and the Steelers. And they'll beat the Bills and they'll go 11 and 5 on the season. They will not win the AFC East, but they'll get the first wild card spot. Um and in, depending on who wins the wild depending on who wins the other wild card game, they could get a home game in the playoffs if they win the first game. That's my prediction. Official prediction. Yeah, I, I I'm going ten and six. I'll go, I'll go ten and six, and that's what I'll I'll say. They also get a wild card. Um, I'm not sure if it's I, I they might be the first wild card honestly if they go ten and six because I think the AFC is just a little weaker than it has been in years past. Um, right, the AFC North has three teams competing for a playoff spot. So does the correct, AFC yep. East technically. If you're if you're considering Buffalo competing, going eight and eight, nine and seven, they're competing for a playoff spot too. 
So you got six teams right there. Yeah, the AFC South technically has three too. Yeah, with the with the Texans, the Colts still a team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jacoby. I mean they they have a really good team around Percet. We'll see. Um, and then the AFC West, you have the uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, so the, it's going to be very interesting because um, the Chiefs are winning that division. The Chargers are probably going to get a wild card spot, yeah. and then it's going to be between the, the Jets, the Bills, the Browns, um, the Steelers, and one other team to to make a wild card game. Um, so we'll see. So I think Houston's going to win the AFC South, and I don't think the Jags or the uh, I don't think the Jags or the Colts are going to be competing for a while. Like they're they're going to be on the bottom half of the of the wild card race. Um, now let me say this: we are being incredibly optimistic about this season right now. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of other Jets fans that are that you could talk to, or you could read their tweets, and they would tear us to shreds for these predictions. Um, <laughs> fans around the NFL would tear us to shreds for these predictions. Um, but God damn it, I'm standing behind these predictions. Um, I think that this is the a, a really good Jets team that if they even get a like if even if they even get average play out of Tremaine Johnson, that'll be enough because you have two stud safeties out there uh, that will clean everything up and I don't know. I mean I just can't see them getting burned on every single play. You know, is that really going to happen? Um, I mean, it could, but I mean, th- th- they did not look at that first team defense didn't look great against the Saints first team offense. But that's also probably like the best offense in the NFL. Um, yeah, exactly. Like one of know. the best coaches, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best running backs and receivers. Right. And you're not going to get a combination like that at all this season with any team that you play. Maybe the Bill, I mean, maybe the Browns uh, with Baker, Chubb, and Odell, um, but we don't know what Freddie Kitchens is like. Um, we don't know if Sony Michelle is going to be a stud this year, but the Patriots are going to be the Patriots because they have Brady and Belichick, and that's really it. I mean, the Eagles and the and the Cowboys, yeah, those are two teams that are going to be really good. But Dak Prescott is a huge question mark. Uh, we don't know who's playing being running back for the Eagles. I think it's going to be Miles Sanders, and he's going to be a stud. Um, and everybody's gonna have Love their fantasy that. teams. It's everyone's gonna have their fantasy teams draft. So you don't. This isn't like a hey, go draft Miles Sanders. Like if if you if you drafted him, congrats, he's gonna be great. If you didn't, sucks for you. Um, but yeah, eleven and eleven and five. That's my prediction. I think that the Jets have a really good year. Like I said, I could also see them going six and ten. Um, it wouldn't shock me. I would be really upset. It would it would hurt a lot. Um. But that's a two-win upgrade, so that's uh, one way to look at it, right, Fitz? Progress. <laughs> Steps in the right direction. All right. Am I, have we forgotten anything that we need to address? Um, I think that we uh, – yeah, I think that we pretty much – I think we freaking nailed it, bro. I think we did. Did you get your smelling salts yet? No, not yet. I have to pick those up this weekend. Um, I'll be ready, though. Have you picked up your smelling Let's salts? Go. Fire me uh, up. Are you? Are you? Oh yeah, twenty bucks off Amazon. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I probably can pick them up at a convenience store down here in Mississippi for a hundred pack. For a hundred pack, pack for, for twenty bucks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, Fitz. <laughs> uh, where can they find you on on the on the Twitter? So I'm um, at FitzGSF the underscore. Um, you know, I'm always just talking about. I'm I'm trying to talk about anything that isn't what I blog about for Gotham, which is hockey and the Rangers. So please, please talk to me about anything besides that. And he's not here to argue, okay? Yes, correct. Don't ever forget it. Yeah, he's not here to argue. All right, and you can find me at jfinversports12. That's F is in Frank, I, N is in Nancy, V is in Victor, E-R, jfinversports12. I know it's a weird last name, but whatever um and you can find me with that nice blue check mark or if you're a civilized person that white check mark on night mode um which is what civilized people use uh so we don't you know destroy our eyes uh and if you want to listen to this podcast or any other podcast in the gotham sports network family of podcasts the podcast network is that what we're calling it the family of podcast podcast network uh google store 
uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or it's Google Play Store, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, you can find them all there. Um, Fitz, any last words? Nah, man, I'm excited to get going. Thank God Sunday's here. Let's go Jets, baby. J-E-T-S, baby. Jets, Jets, Jets.